Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast for the week of April 6th. I am one of your hosts, Next Warm, and with me, as always, Filtercord. What up? Hey, and we have Goody back. What's up, man? What? Wash your fucking hands. Wash your You gotta wash those hands, hands dude. You know, wash it all. I don't know why we're just saying hands, because there's other parts of the body that need washed as well. You're right about that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, so I've definitely been using my bidet a lot, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Not even when I need to. I'm just, like, hosing down. I'm just hosing off every chance I get. I'm really excited you stopped using your neighbor's bidet. That's what's exciting for me. Yeah, I think they're, I think, um, so it turned out that was just their garden hose. Oh, okay. But the water pressure was perfect, I gotta say. Yeah. Temperature probably could have been a a hair better. No, they both come out ice cold. I did not get the heated version. I didn't want to, like, plug my toilet into, like, an outlet. I just feel like that was going to kill me somehow. That so seems like a problem, yeah. I went with the tap. Yeah. And you know what? Bold choice. It'll, that'll wake you up. You don't want to use it in the middle of the night because you'll brisk. never get back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is what it feels like to chew five gum is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Nice plug for fucking five gum. Five gum. Is it? <laughs> it you're right, is it? This is the we question. permanently lost a sponsor. <laughs> All right. So, uh, why don't we jump into what we've been playing? <laughs> I know Goody has some good stuff that he's been playing. So what's yeah, going let's on? start. Um, let's see what I've been playing. Um, <laughs> I played. Well, I've been playing a little bit of a uh, good job. Recent. Uh, well, not so recently. I'll save the recent for after. So, uh, good job is a game I saw on the uh, Nintendo. What are they calling it? The Mini Direct. Yeah. Yeah. Something yep. we'll talk um, about later in the show. Yeah, and which was kind of adorable. Um. It's essentially nepotism. The game. Nice. Um, you play. I don't want to say stick figure. What are they? They're like. Um, what, what would you What would you call the little bathroom like figures that they have? Every time you see like yeah, it male and female. It looks like that. Figures. Yeah, it looks yeah. like the guy that's on the bathroom door. It's like for male and female or whatever. Male and female. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, just like a little like, bipedal character that's really yeah. uh, low quality. Yeah, and you play. Um, you play essentially as. Uh, uh, the son of a, I guess, the, the father owns this business or whatever, and you, he, you, they play, they show him like as a kid, and he doesn't do anything right, um, essentially, even as a child, uh, mm-hmm. and then somehow get lands a job, probably at the bottom level of his dad's company, Generally and just proceeds, yeah, proceeds to fail upwards. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> this game looks great. Through. <laughs> it, it it's it's pretty awesome. Um, it's pretty cool. The 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 visual of it I, caught my attention, and just like some of the ridiculous. So essentially, you just play in like different floors, and every floor is like a different department, and you just do j- odd jobs in that department. Um, they tell you to hey go. We need you to set up this projector, and you can do it any way you want. Slingshot it through a wall, <laughs> and just Perfect. destroy everything. Um, and nobody seems to care. You just as long as you get it in this room, you're good. I, I really um, want to see the game where it's like what the people are talking about. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is this ass? Oh, not this guy again. <laughs> you want you want to play the, the, the people around the receptionist? Yeah, I, I want to play the casual workers. I don't want to play as them. I just want to hear their you know their their, their casual. Uh, their yeah, casual this is the uh, this is the prequel to the TV show on. Uh... HBO Secession. <laughs> Folks, go watch 15 hours of that show and get back to me and you'll, you'll know it was a good joke. <laughs> but um, it's a pretty fun game. You just go through levels and they kind of like score you on how how fast you did, how, how little damage you caused. 
Um, and, a and, little and, damage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything you break, you spend mo- Like, it costs money. That's funny. And they'll, and they'll put... I don't know, like, we're in the storage room, and then there's this giant gold vase in the way of where I'm trying to move this water jug to the other side of the room, and I knocked it over. Ten grand. Nice. So, it's pretty fun. It's like 20 bucks on the eShop, so... I'd say check it out. It's pretty fun. Yeah, that seems like a, a pretty good yeah. a pretty good buy. Yeah. Nice. Um, the other game I've been playing uh, is Creature in the Well. Um, I've actually been playing it for review, so the review will be up soon. Um, mm-hmm. But I beat it last night. Um, it's a pretty interesting game. Uh, the art style right away is what is what grabs me. Um, but as you play, it's very it's unique. I don't know. I don't know any other game. It's like so you 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 play in through dungeons, um, but you're kind of playing. Let me start from the beginning. Um, so the game is like you play in this robot in this giant. You're trying to power up this machine um, in this like ancient temple or whatever, and they they tell you the story in like pieces as you go through. But you're trying to power up the machine, um, and you have to go through each. There's like five five eight dungeons, I think. Um, that you go through and you have to power each section of the machine and you power up the giant machine it's supposed to stop this storm that's going on or whatever but the way you power up the machine is you go room by room collecting these like energy balls with like a sword it you're gonna have to follow me uh yeah. <laughs> it, it, it kind of like traps them when they come at you you just swing yeah. at them and it kind of holds them in place and then you can pop them back and whatever yeah direction. so every, every room is like you, you have two weapons you have a charge weapon and then a strike weapon so there's like a usually a ball in the center of the room that is like electricity and you charge it up with like one swing and then you bat it with another swing once you have enough charge and you're trying to hit these paddles around the room that essentially take the energy that you're trying to unlock doors with um, so you have to efficiently get them to bounce the paddles, almost like I don't know, uh, pinball, or mm. it actually kind of reminds yeah. me of Brick Break. Yeah, yeah, I remember this game now. Um, so it's it's very unique in that aspect. Um, it's kind of fun. At first, I wasn't really because it's so unique. I didn't really know what they were trying to tell me. Like some of the some of the levels feel like you're really just doing it by luck, just knocking mm. things around. Um, but as you play, you get you get the the uh, you get the gist of it down. Um, a lot of it is they start throwing things at you that hit you. Um, you'll hit some of the paddles and they'll bounce them back, and you have a dash and you have to dash out of the way while things are hitting you and bouncing the balls back around the the thing the the room. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of cool uh, weapon upgrades that you'll find. So the the dungeons are set up where like you have rooms that you go through and then there are secret rooms that you can open up and find new weapons. Um, and the weapon upgrades are kind of cool too. Cause they'll help you out. There's, um, there's a couple that'll help you out within. There's one that is an ax that you split the ball. So when you hit it, it'll split it into three sections, almost like a, like a shotgun blast. Oh, nice. Um, nice. and there are a couple rooms that helped me out cause they would, they would throw these enemies at you that are like a swarm of people and that shotgun blast just takes them all out. Or there's another, the one that I used the most was there's a sword that essentially just shows you the trajectory of where the ball is going to go, uh, yeah. which is hella useful. Um, so the, the, and I found myself actually like as you play every room, like you'll go into rooms and you go, oh, this weapon will be really useful in this room and you'll switch weapons. You could switch them pretty, pretty quickly. Not on the fly, you'll have to go into the menu, but um, you can switch pretty, 
pretty quickly and they're all pretty useful so that that kind of stuff is fun um so one of the things that got me is when i originally saw this game it looked more like it was like very level based like i i didn't i didn't get dungeon crawly from this when i saw it for the first time mm-hmm. um so i thought it was like okay cool here's this level you know you go in and you complete the goal in room one and then room two is a bit harder and then room three is like a like maybe the harder um mm-hmm. of all and then they're like maybe like some sort of boss fight or something and then it would be like hey here's your score for this room and then you move on to the next room or whatever but this seems more like not like open exploration but you know like it's very story driven yeah. Um, the, yeah, there is a. It's not levels. There are. It's it's essentially set up. You have a hub world, um, and then there are um, your. The hub world is like your center where you you're like, you get you to all the rooms, um, or to all the the dungeons, and then every section is like, oh, you need to turn on the power. Oh, you need to turn on the, I don't know whatever array they were talking about or whatever. Um, and then when you go, oh, I'm going to, I'll go turn on the power. And then it's its own dungeon with like rooms that you go through. I mean, kind of like playing a Zelda game. Okay. Um, so you're just going from room to room. And at the end, once you get to the end, the whole thing is that there's this creature who's trying to stop you from turning on the machine for whatever reason. Yeah. It's those Um, big skeleton hands you see coming up. Yeah. You'll just see his eyes like in the darkness and every once in a while you'll see the skeleton hands come out. Um, and he's t- he's talking to you through each dungeon as you're going by, telling you to stop or you don't know what you're doing. He's going to stop you. And yeah. when you get to the end, uh, when you get to the end of one of the dungeon levels, you have to. They set up a, a boss fight that is essentially him just throwing a bunch of like traps at you. And each one is kind of different and hard in its own way. Um, and then you go back to the hub world and do it all over again. You get power ups. Um, yeah, and that's essentially what the structure is. You, you do the dungeon, you turn on whatever machine, then you come back to the hub world, and um, there's like a one one thing that you buy that like upgrades how much how much uh, how much damage your your energy balls do when you hit, how much how hard they hit now. Um, and that's about it. That's that's kind of the structure of it. Nice. Interesting. So looking at this game, I uh, just did a quick search just to check. Um, we ended up getting this game from. Pop Agenda. Uh, they've been supplying us with codes uh, every now and again. Um, some pretty good people over there. Uh, that's how we ended up getting um, Blood Roots. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think there's one or two that we may still be uh, like waiting to hear back on. But Creature in the Well was definitely a good one. Um, right now, you can go pick this up if it does look like it's your thing. Um, it's like 15 bucks right now in the PlayStation Store. Yeah. Um, which is where we yeah. played it. You can also get it on... Um, you know, you can also get it on Switch, I believe, uh, and let me look, Xbox uh, Xbox One as well, of course, uh, Steam. So, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah and uh, I mean, if, you, if you're looking for something different, I'd, I'd check it out, it's pretty fun. Well, I mean, what do you think about playability? Where do you think the best place to probably play this is? Um, I mean, I, I always lean towards Switch just because I would love to have this on the go and just be able to... Okay. Do yeah. some dungeons, but yeah, um, yeah I, I, I was playing on I was playing on PS4, so yeah, I, I it was think, great there. I, I think you're in good company here with us because usually I want everything on Switch. Yeah, that, that's yeah. usually what we lean toward. I don't I don't know why that's really weird because it's not. I wouldn't consider the Switch my main console by any stretch of the imagination. 
Yeah. No, but for for little games like this, the indie games, uh, the Switch is kind of perfect. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. for sure. Cool. So that pretty much wraps up what you've been playing uh, across the past like week or so, right? Uh, yeah, that's it for this week. It's been kind of a light week. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, we uh, pick up with you, Filter. What do you got going on? Yeah, I'm the exact opposite. I've just been cranking through stuff. Um, okay. So, uh, working from home has given me extra free time where I'm not traveling, and I, yeah. you know, it's just less time to get prepared for work in the morning and everything because it's not like I'm putting on like a three piece suit at home or something. You know what I mean? So, I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. This T-shirt, okay, let's go. Like I'm rolling out of bed like five minutes before work starts. It's been very good for me. So um, started playing. Uh, I got back into Frostpunk to play the Last Autumn uh, DLC. So feel free to kind of skip around in this video. Right. But um, basically, I mean, we hopefully everybody remembers what Frostpunk was about. You're like kind of keeping a group of survivors alive in like a global climate climate catastrophe. That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, where you are basically like. In the core game, there's, like, a giant generator that's, like, pumping out heat. And you have to feed it coal or whatever to, like, you know, keep it running. Um, in the last autumn, uh, you are leading a group of engineers and construction workers to create one of these generators. So, basically, um, it's kind of like... It's in the uh, before, before time. It, it's it's the right before. Like, people know that the winter, like, this endless winter is coming. And they're like, uh, the government of, I believe, like, the UK basically is like, okay, we need crews to go out into these, like, you know, spots that we've determined are good locations and start building these generators because this is, like, humanity's last hope. Um, so you're one of these crews, and... You kind of have a different build chain. Like, you're not trying to build a city, right? Like, right. this is a construction site. So, you're never really, like, upgrading to really good housing units or anything. Because it's just not the goal. Like, if I built, like, a subdivision or something, people would be pissed. Because it's like, I don't want to live here for the rest of my life. I'm This is my job, and I want to go home, and I'm done. So, it it's... It's interesting in that way that, like, your your goals are kind of different. Like, your main goal is keeping your workforce safe. Because well, as you're working on this, it's hard to get people. They can get injured while they're building the generator. Um, there's, like, a whole, like, workplace safety thing that you're kind of building the game toward, um, which is really interesting. Um, they have the same kind of hope and dissatisfaction, but they're kind of renamed a little bit. But same two basic measurements that you're dealing with, same resources... But, uh, yeah, in this game, it's interesting, too, that you're, like, you can reestablish contact with, like, home base, like the UK, and be like, yo, I need uh, 10 more workers. And they'll just, like, ship some more workers over. So it is really interesting that, like, your your growth spurts are going to be a lot more controlled, and they're going to happen over the course of time rather than, oh, hey, we found 50 survivors, and they're coming home with us. Like, in the core game, you would just get big dumps of people. And in this game, you can control it a lot more. But also, you can, like, quickly outpace yourself, just like you could in the base game. And it is, like, as always, you're just fighting fires over and over again until eventually you die. So, so definitely I mean, cool in that regard. What's, I mean, you said that you're not, like, building, like, like permanent residence for people. But what yeah. would the alternative be? Like, they so know it's mostly, that endless winter is coming, so... 
Well, that's they want. interesting. That's an interesting thing in the game. They don't. Like you, you are not telling. Like the people that are there don't know that society is going to end, hmm. which is really good because then, like certain people will be like, "Hey, I heard that this is like we might be stuck here, and they're going to send our families to us." And then, like all across the camp, their like um, their focus on their job will decrease, or their their desperation will go up, or whatever. Like um, it does do a really good. Like, people think that they're out here doing this for a job, and it's like, oh, they're going to build, like, a factory, so they need this generator to generate power. Like, they have no idea what this is for. Oh, okay. Which I think is really cool, because it's like, like, you kind of have to... It's real world. It's very real world. Like, people are just like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) My boss said, do this thing, so I'm doing it. See ya. Wow. So, it's, uh, I'm sure they're unhappy when they find out. (laughs) Yeah, no, I imagine. (laughs) But, uh, it's very cool. So, nice. Um, that was exciting, and obviously that fills my uh, city builder type niche, right? Yeah, it seems um, like you're always you're always always got on, one of those going. Always on. got a city builder going. Yep. So um, for my main action game, I went ahead and finished uh, the main storyline of Control, which was very good. Um, yeah, it might be a good time. Maybe wait a little while, but there's definitely a good time coming up because so. The reason I got back into it is that the first uh, big DLC hit, which is called The Foundation, mm-hmm. so you're going down to, like, the roots of the oldest house to kind of figure out, okay, what, like, something is is messing with the very, like, source of this building, like, the lowest ground floor, and, like, what is that? And, like, the the board of directors, which is, like, this extraterrestrial entity that, like, leads the... Uh, the oldest house and like the Bureau of Control, it's like, uh, yo, something's super fucked up. You need to get down there. So uh, that's been kind of cool. It's it's kind of challenging. Um, so it's definitely like a lot of games do this, like single player games that after the main story, they just introduce like challenge modes. And I'm like, it, it doesn't have to be this way. <laughs> like, right. A single player game is not fun because I hit 15 guys in. I, I killed ten enemies in five seconds or whatever. They always try to introduce stuff like that that I'm just not interested in. But um, the foundation has like a lot of story-based stuff as well, so um, I'm kind of you know I'm just hoping that it's kind of hard early on until you get some more new powers and everything. And I think I'm a little under leveled because, like I said, I just beat the main game, um, which I think has a really cool ending. There's like a good. Like, there's a couple of little spots where there's, like, fake-out endings that are, like, oh, okay, it's over. And then, like, the credits start to, like, devolve, and there's, like, weird text. And then it gets, like, distorted, and then you're back in, which is really cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, continues to just be, like, um, like, Remedy as far as, like, this style of creepy, atmospheric action game. They're just unparalleled. Like... They've been doing this shit so long. Yeah. Back to like the original Max Payne days. Like Max Payne was a lot less like it wasn't outright so like it, it didn't have like horror elements. No. But uh, with like they started like really getting that third person action down. Yeah. Um, it, it, the and, first yeah. one didn't feel as action focused. As, yeah. Like the, the first one was a lot more story driven, right? Yeah, yeah. It was very much about the, you know the character and you know bullet time those were the things yeah. like 
I mean, it, it had like its its thing, bullet time, and you know the the rest of the action was just kind of almost built around that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, you're right. These guys have been doing this a long time. Not saying the action's bad. It's just the action's not. Um, it's different. It, it's different. Yeah, and with this, yeah. it really feels like they're. And that's why I was surprised that you were as into it as you are, not being uh, like a big fan of any sort of uh, like just like dedicated. Usually. Yeah, yeah. So they, I mean, they've done a, they just do such a good job of it. Like I was a really big fan of Alan Wake, mm-hmm. and Alan Wake definitely had those horror elements. Yeah. So I was just so into it that I could look past. Like, and there is also the thing too that. It's, it's very RPG-like, so you're getting stronger throughout the game, and at a certain point, it's like, okay, I really don't need to be scared anymore. Like, I'm just a god. I mean, I really got over some of the horror stuff when I got into Dead Space. Because, I mean, if you can handle Dead Space, you're probably going to be fine with pretty much everything other than, I don't know, like Resident Evil 8, I guess. But, um, yeah, I, I, I enjoy Control a lot. Really happy to learn more. There's going to be a... Um, Alan Wake themed DLC is the second DLC drop yeah. after this one. So I'm super excited for that, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I just absolutely love the ending. The ending comes in really good. Nice. Um, yeah, it's such such yeah. a weird such a weird game. It's hard to compare to things. Yeah, I, like, I, I'm like, oh, it's like Alan Wake. And they're like, okay, what's Alan Wake like? Uh... <laughs> It's uh, kind of like Control. This is Stephen King on acid. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, what if Stephen King made a good game? <laughs> right. Nice. What if somebody was able to adapt Stephen King better? Yeah. This basically that's. I mean, it is. It's literally uh, the same story as what is it, The Secret Window or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, what if somebody did that really well? So and yeah, it is. It's very Stephen Kingish. Um, yeah. It's, this it's is really, like, super well they... done. What if they focused on the writing and not so much yeah. like the the game like not not saying that they're not focused on the gameplay but it's like it and I agree if you don't have a solid foundation of what you're doing in the game no mm. matter what the game is it's not going to be right. amazing. So, you know, get that story and that's pretty much what this is. Yeah, and it's just able to pull you in so well like I stopped and read every single little collectible, like, file and shit. That's rare, because he can't read. Yeah, I don't know how to read. I mean, I was mostly just, like, hoping that it would have some, like, audio uh, cue to audio it. Audio logs? Yeah. <laughs> There's some audio logs. There's a couple. Nice. Uh, right amount, I think. But yeah, um, th- this is borderline like open world. Like you go and explore, oh, yeah. and then there's blocked areas, and then you come back to them later. Metroidish, which also is something that I usually don't uh, like. Yeah. Um, so, oh, that's cool. yeah, I mean, it's basically like, um, you know, I like if you don't like, uh, it's like the type of thing like if you don't like spicy food, sometimes somebody will make it so good that it's okay. Or like, you know, yeah. you don't like you don't like Mexican food, but you eat Taco Bell. Not to say that's good. But it's like, there are exceptions, and these guys are just so good at their games that I'm able to make an exception for any... They could make anything, and I would be... I would at least give it a good chance. I'd probably give it a couple tries, you know what I mean? So, um, I really don't want them to make a MOBA. Don't make a MOBA. Don't test me, but I would try it. Endless Runner? Hell yeah. 
Alan Wake, Endless Runner. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then my, so after I beat that, I was like, I, I didn't beat the DLC yet, but I'm just going to give it some time to cool off because I'm not super into the level of difficulty that it's at right now. So I'm just going to wait for my brain to just internalize that a little bit. Um, so I went ahead and got back into Horizon Zero Dawn. Very weird, unexpected, Very, out of yeah. nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting that this being a Sony exclusive, <clears throat> I won't say this is mostly like a Sony podcast because it has evolved quite a lot. It's um, now it, a Nintendo Switch podcast. It really, it, in our early days, this did feel like a PlayStation podcast. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of evolved. No, hey, we're super into the Switch. Game Pass. And now we're really into Game Pass. And now we're into PC. So I feel like we branch over everything. Um, but we all do the common thing that we all have that I always kind of think of like, hey, this is our center, um, is uh, a PlayStation 4. And mm. only you have played this aside from Grim. Yeah. Who no longer yeah, has so, PS4. Uh, yeah, or functioning brain cell. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, um, is Kojima's dad, I think we can all agree. Um, they gave him, you know, they, they got the, uh, Decima engine from, uh, what's the studio, uh, Gorilla. Killzone guys, uh, Gorilla Games. Gorilla. Yeah. So, um, it's held up really well for coming out in, so Horizon Zero Dawn came out like a week after... Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah. So yeah, this was, um, th that was a weird time because it's like, what do we just. Okay, so there's two <laughs> open world bow games. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was console the year exclusives. The, the year of the bow. So, um, absolutely just shrecked as far as like attention and probably sales and, you know, the, the hype that this game would have gotten if it came out like literally a month earlier. Yeah. Was just absolutely devastated. Obviously, the game still did really, really well. Um, it's, of course. It was seen as, like, a... Like, when you see the list that's, like, these are the games that you absolutely must play on your PS4, Horizon oh. Zero Dawn is on there. Yeah. Like, uh, absolutely, uh, it did a great job as far as its, like, environments, its ability to use the PS4 to its fullest extent. And, of course, the game director is now the head of Sony Worldwide Studios, uh, Herman yeah. Holst. So this um, game could afford to do that. Yeah. It, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, we're going to continue to do... Um, we're, we're expecting this year to hear about Horizon Zero Dawn 2, whatever that ends up being. So, um, you know, we'll kind of... We'll see what happens with it. But yeah, I've been getting into the first one. I never played the DLC, and I never finished the original game. Uh, and it's been long enough now. I played it when it first came out. So... Uh, it's been long enough that I just restarted. I'm like, okay, I just got to relearn this some bitch. So, um, very cool stuff going on. Obviously, awesome environment. Robot T Rex. What more can you ask for? Right. Um, so I've, I've, uh, I'm not quite caught up to where I was before. I, th I made it to the town. I made it to like Meridian or whatever, and then I kind of explored a little bit, and I just got kind of overwhelmed by the map. I went and played something else for a while, and then I forgot about it. And then uh, three years went by, so that's where we're at. <laughs> like it does. Um, God, the characters yeah. and the environment. It, it holds up. This game is fucking gorgeous. Yeah, it holds up super well considering it came out in February of seventeen. Yeah. Um, there's some little things like, I don't like it's it's interesting to see 
to have just played through Death Stranding on the same engine, right? You can definitely tell it's the same engine, too, which is kind of funny. Um, but just the level of detail that Kojima's able to go to, like, you definitely miss some of that. But considering this is February 2017, it still looks amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. This is like the fucking alpha build compared to what Kojima is using. Plus, writing right. its own tools for it. Right. You know, that's what... that Like, Kojima's really good at story, but his... and It, it has to come from him because it's almost everywhere. Mm. He is amazing at writing tools. Like, he is really, really good at getting the tools down and using an engine to its fullest extent. Mm. And that, I mean... So, I mean, that would be the big... I feel like that's a huge difference in comparison. Like, he might... Maybe not him specifically, but he has a base... Like, well, a really his, good understanding of how that yeah, it's, works. It's probably his leadership style of, like... Right. Like, look, we are, like... We are rules nerds. Like... You know, he doesn't... If he was playing D&D, he wouldn't let everybody play until they've memorized every character in the Monster Manual. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he's like, this has to be perfect. It's, it's like, he won't put his stamp on it unless it's absolutely exactly what he wanted, right? Uh, and I... And, so... And that's why, like, a lot of times I'm like, you know, I... It doesn't really matter what he produces. Like, Death Stranding is the most wild bullshit I've ever seen in video games. Mm. Like, to come out of a AAA studio... A triple-A walking simulator. For sure, the craziest thing I think I've ever seen. Yeah. So, So yeah, it's it's definitely... Um, uh, Horizon's super interesting. I think it... And I, this was my negatives at the time that kind of drew me away from it. Um, it kind of suffers from the Ubisoft thing of, like, uh, let's put another map interactable every four feet. Oh, okay. It's like, that's too much. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of the game is meant to be like you just interact with ambient things that are happening in the wild, which I that's cool, but um, kind of like in Monster Hunter, right? Like in Monster Hunter, you could come across um, two monsters fighting each other, mm-hmm. and in this, you can come across some some uh, robots will happen to wander into a really good, advantageous like place for you to strike and just take them out, but it's like. It's I don't once you figure out how to take them out, it's not super fun to keep going. So that's kind of a weakness. But um, I, I think I'm gonna be able. I'm, I'm definitely gonna try to beat the story of this game. I want to play the DLC. Um, I want to kind of get the vibe because I feel like number two is gonna be really really good. Uh, whereas this game was just really good. I mean, at the time when this came out, like, I mean, it, it was. I mean. Man, comparing it against Breath of the Wild, two things coming out. It reminds me of Infamous and Prototype, if mm-hmm. you remember that. Yeah, when, yeah, when they first uh, it's the same time, in, you know, people picked the thing that they liked more. I, I'm not going to play two of the same game. Why would I do that? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, and anyone who had a Switch, anyone who bought a Switch, of course, was getting Zelda. The newest thing. They're getting Zelda. There's no yeah. question about it. And it was like the only thing at that time. Right, right. You had that, and you. Had like Mario, I think was Mario out there. Mario was Mario was after. Was it okay? A couple months after, I believe. Yeah, Mario was a little while after. Yeah, so it's like, damn, yeah, it, this is literally it. Um, <clears throat> so I think at the time this was a really, really amazing game. Even like I don't think it was mm-hmm. just I, I would go beyond. It's probably and I haven't even played it. 
I don't think that this was just a good game. I think this was a well, well above uh, average game. Probably pushing it to, like, if you were going to put na- like names to it, this would probably be a not a perfect game, not a masterpiece or anything like that, but definitely, like, a... Like very, strong nine, like right under that, yeah, strong nine yeah. for sure. Well, it's so. interesting too because like it, I think it just came out at a really weird time. Like this happens a lot where like nine different game studios will all have the same good idea at the same time, yeah. and then all their games come out within like a few months of each other. Well, things, so like yeah, things really become popular. Like right yeah. now, cyberpunk stuff is popular. Yeah, yeah that, that whole just year is. was the year, year of the bow, like we were talking about. Yeah, well, we had uh, even, like, new, um, like, a new uh, uh, Laura Croft game, uh, Tomb Raider, yeah. right? Did Far Cry so, Primal come around, around that time, too? Yes. Oh, yes, it did. <laughs> so, Far Cry Primal had come out the, the holiday before, if I recall, um, or it was around the same time. Um, it definitely suffers from, like, some Tomb Raider-y Five, which I hate to say that like, you know, a game with a girl that must be similar to this other game with a girl, but it's like that's definitely true because there's it's relatively rare. Well, yeah, um, it just goes into that trend of like, okay, the also male the bow is out. right. Yeah, right. we need to we need to diversify this. Let's make a female protagonist. The bow thing is in right now. You know, let's yep. let's do that. I mean, and they definitely like kind of similar. Very ironically, so there's a lot of stuff that's like, oh well, you know, CD Projekt is in Poland, so they've never heard of a, like a black person, so they're therefore there can never be a black person in the game or whatever. Um, these guys are in Ross. Yeah, these guys are in the Netherlands. Uh-huh. Uh, the single whitest thing to ever exist. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, they've they've got a lot of uh, they have like multiracial cast and everything in this game, like the. There's a little bit of iffy, like, if you're going to go, like, absolute, like, woke king level, there's some kind of iffy shit with, like, the character is kind of like a, like, there's, like, a lot of Native American referencing with, like, you're basically a Native American Indian, um, your warriors of your tribe are called Braves, you know? So that's, like, a little iffy, but I think they handle it really well. And they, they do a really good justification for it. Looks like they have a decent amount of, um, like, uh, Norse stuff in the game as well. I don't know if that's true, but it's just... Uh, well, which is like the fa- with the blue face paint and stuff? Yeah, like the face paint, you know, the way some of the, you know, the dreadlocks look. Yeah, the, the heavy dreadlocks. They're definitely going for a Native American thing and not a Norse thing. Like, yeah. when, when you get in-game. Which, like some, is some that's of, what makes it iffy. <laughs> some of the characters look like, um... You know, they, they look like, uh... Oh, they look like they could have been like Balder and and uh, yeah, got yeah, war. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, look yeah, like the, that, or they look like uh, her father like, looks very much like dwarf. Yeah. They, they're very dwarven looking. They do look very dwarven, which yeah. is kind of interesting. Um, there's a lot of braids. Everybody's heavy because they just have to wear like 17 layers of furs and shit. And they uh, eat a lot of just raw meats. They're just absolutely eating robot parts. Everybody's got really good iron yeah. content. You know what I mean? Like their blood is perfect. <laughs> But it's 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 definitely a, it's really interesting. I, I like the problems are all very easy to fix. You know what I mean? That's why I'm like I, I really want to get this whole game like absorbed before the sequel comes out because the sequel's gonna be amazing. So yeah. as soon as it's announced, this thing's gonna go on hella sale, which I could have bought it I think for oh, like yeah. eight bucks several times already. Yeah, I got it. I got the 
complete edition or whatever it's called for 10. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I was like, oh, I'm getting into this. Yeah, so. same here. Like Black Friday, I got it for 10 bucks. It's still sitting here yeah. sealed. I do yep. intend to play it. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. I'm, well, I'm, it's I'm, one of those games that it's, it's definitely like an Assassin's Creed that you have to be in the mood for, well, time to walk 700 miles and pick 19,000 berries or whatever. Yeah. So. Um, now's the time. Now's we the time. Might, we, we might be living that in real life. We've got to prepare. Well, don't go outside, but you definitely got to be picking dingleberries in the house. <laughs> and then other than that, obviously, I've still been playing Animal Crossing. So if anybody has anything additional to throw in on Animal Crossing, obviously. Uh, uh, I haven't really done anything crazy, so. Yeah, no, nothing too much for me as well. I know, I think, Goody, you said you were on the fence about it. You like the charm Get of the Nintendo, but you, you just never got into an Animal Crossing, right? Yeah, I've, I've, I've liked it. I think I tried to play New Leaf um, when it originally came out because every time there's an Animal Crossing, it always... There's a giant hype for it, and it's mm. one of those games where I'm like, am I missing something? So I yes. think I played it, and I was like, I definitely am. Yeah. Uh, I, I, mean, I, don't... It's, it, I mean, Grim, he was saying the same thing. I was talking to him yesterday, and he was like, you know, I, I, I don't get it. What's the point? And it's like, I, I guess yeah. the point is building a town, I guess. Mm. Um, well, there's not. Like, the point is I'm playing Animal Crossing. Like, yeah, it, there is no point. It's doing whatever you want to do. Yeah, it's uh, it's just another. I feel uh, like just, also, just escape, you know. I feel I also get the point that it's it's you do it in your own like your own terms, like it, you play it at your own pace. Yeah, mm. and things do take days too, like you know, full whole days. Yeah, like hey, you can't come in here because it's nighttime and no one's working. Like unless you're a time traveler. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's. I mean, I haven't been doing anything more. I think I just finally got the first um, room expansion to my house. Um, I yeah. would say I, I did end up getting a, uh, a finding a tarantula island, filling up my uh, filling up my inventory. Uh, everything except the net, of course, is the only thing I, of course, had to keep. Um, my entire house is filled with tarantulas now. Nice. So that's fun. Um, well, I'm waiting for um, Flick, I think yep. his name, right, to, to come to town. Um, have yet to see him come to my town. Yeah, Flick just pays, like, an absurdly high price for any bug. Any bug, yeah. Like, I sold, like, it was, like, a couple, like, common butterflies or whatever, and I got, like, 12,000 bells. Yeah. So I, that once he's in my town, like, bets are off. I'm trying to go back and get even more tarantulas. I think I've caught like two or three since mm. I found that island. This guy just show up randomly. Yeah, you have people that just show up at your town um, yeah. to to sell goods or buy goods, um, and yeah, it, I don't know the schedule. I I do not understand that. Um, so yeah, there's like a vendor that shows up. Yeah, yeah. He just um, it, like I had a person or like I saw like a camel walking around my town, and I was like, "What's this guy up to?" And Water? I think it's actually a girl. Um, and they're selling, uh, like, rugs. And um, I think they sell uh, uh, flooring and wall. Uh, yes, Sahara. Is that yeah. racist? Is it? Rugs? It might be. A camel? <laughs> Arabian <laughs> carpets. Fine. Only the finest. Only the finest. <laughs> Only the finest. Um, but, yeah, I mean... I, I, I imagine, like, I'm going to other people's towns, and I'm like, shit, I am not doing well. <laughs> I'm yeah. really far behind. Uh, wh I mean, where are you at? I mean, 
Have you? Been yeah, I mean, I've I've got the uh, so I've got the the double wide room, right? The first room expansion. I got the uh, extra room in the back, which I'm using as a restroom. Because hey. yeah, gotta get. I have you a gotta go. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm working on that. I have a couple bridges up. I have a ramp up. Um, I'm working on the mission to bring in like KK Slider. Uh huh. Because uh, that's I guess that's apparently like you like after Slider shows up, you like roll credits, which is kind of weird. Oh. But um. End of the game. Done. Yeah, and then it's just like, oh, okay, now you can access, like, endgame level stuff and, yeah, you know, edit the environment and everything. So I can't do that yet. Um, I'm just kind of trying to play at a leisurely pace because I'm going to be playing this for several months, probably almost every day. So um, I don't want to overdo it on myself. I have the, like, second-level pocket expansion, so I have four rows in my pockets. Yep, um, I just got that as well. I'm, uh, I've redone my house my town flag and my town theme so i mean like you know it's like i've you know i've got more nook points than i know what to do with i bought a couple like specialty items um i don't know i mean it's it's hard to measure progress at a certain point i have not done any time traveling so my island is normal (laughs) Um, that's not something built into the game right no, it's just people changing their system clock. System and clock, yeah. Disconnecting from the internet. I haven't done that either. Yeah, I, like I, Animal Crossing is not a game that you beat. I mean, it's like um, so time traveling. I see it very similarly to in The Sims, just using like the mother load or whatever. Yeah. So where it's like it, it doesn't bother me if you do it. Like so, it's it's fine. Right? It's not. I don't consider it cheating or anything. But like, what are you trying to get out of it? Right, so some people play The Sims to have the ultimate house with everything in it, all the coolest stuff, the coolest property, the coolest whatever, and some people play to live out one individual's normal realistic life. Right. Yeah. So like, um, I see Animal Crossing really the same way. Like, I am just a little weirdo on an island that's been given way too much power, and I'm just running around living my life. Right. Like, I don't jump to all my friends' islands to get the perfect furniture to sync my room up or whatever. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm just playing, you know? So, okay. I've not been time-traveling. Um, Your classic, it's about the journey. It's about the journey, you know? Especially since there is no end point. Like, it's yeah, entirely it, up to you. Does what, the game end? No. You said there are credits. There are credits. But the game doesn't end. Like, it just the credits lead you into, like, the, the end game stage, basically. So, the, so thing, like, the thing that I can't seem to get around is how the fuck do I find other fruits? Uh, uh, sometimes they will just appear on little islands that you go visit. Like, there's a very, yeah. there's a small percent chance that um, those islands will have, like, a different type of fruit that you can bring back and plant. Yeah. Um, you get one from your mom or something yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, right? I got I got pears, oranges, and coconuts right now. Have you have to see cherries, uh, yeah. peaches, or is there another one? So typically, uh, yeah, there's oranges, apples, pears, peaches, apples. Um, cherries, coconuts. And I've even been to my like friends' islands, and all of their trees are completely bare. Well, that's just because they're shaking and selling their fruit every day. 
Oh, okay. See, I don't do that. I like to leave the fruit just like hang out. And, like, what's you know? I guess I could sell it. I mean, you really don't get a lot of money from selling your own island's fruit. Right. So I typically leave it for a while. Sometimes I'll take them down, but yeah. Like if you went to my town right now, it'd just be like full. Like I have all of those things just yeah. out and hanging out. Did you start with oranges as well? I don't remember. Uh, peaches. I got those thick bottom peaches. Wow, nice. So yeah, it's it's a. Uh, I mean, you, eventually it's just luck of the draw or taking them from your friend's island. Yeah. Um, it's really the only way to kind of double up on those, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a lot of people I know have been, um, people have been time traveling, which events don't happen. So that kind of, again, kind of defeats some of the purposes of the game. Like you couldn't time travel into this like Easter event, which kind of sucks. But it's fine for the first event, I guess. Um, because, like, the game has to sync to the online to check to see if there's any events going on. Right. So, like... Easter events, um, anyway. It's very weird. And also, like, this is a game that you don't want to overdo it. Because if you do too much too fast, you're just going to burn yourself out on the game. So, like, I've been taking a very chill. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see... Kind of some of the more the newer the other stuff they do in the future, and uh, definitely enjoying it so far. For sure. So aside from that, I think we played one other thing together. I guess we can just jump into. Yeah. Um, we did an alpha, and again, we are not breaking that NDA. I do want to point out. Oh, we were very particularly like combing through the NDA to make sure what we could and couldn't do. Right. Uh, it does say that you cannot stream or post video creator content of this stuff. So talking about it is fine. Right. Um, we played uh, Midnight Ghost Hunt uh, alpha, right. uh, on Friday. Um, the gist is, you may have seen this at PAX. Uh, what what I thought it was, you have a ghost. There are ghost hunters. Ghost hunters try to capture the ghost. The ghost can possess objects, move things around, hide, um, and attack. Uh, you know, like possess um, the hunters to mm. like trick them and trap them and you know do different things i thought it was a back and forth um but uh it, it, it's really not that's not what it is like at all no it's a it's a 4v4 um kind of action I, hide and seek yeah it's like it's a it, yeah it's really a 4v4 hide and seek four so there's ghosts, four, four ghosts yeah four hunters if you get a full lobby Right, and I think at one point we did have a full lobby. Well, the first round that we played, there were four ghosts and one hunter. Yes. And it's like, oh, okay, it's literally impossible. Like, yeah. if you don't have a full team, it's impossible to have fair matches. Which, yeah. I that makes sense, obviously. Like, sure. in Call of Duty, if it's three on eight, it's not a fair match, right? So, it makes sense, but, like, just don't allow a match to start. I mean, especially in something like this. Yeah. Don't allow a match to start unless everybody's there. So, or if uh, there's equal numbers. So what you get is uh, it, it's three different sections uh, or three different skills with four different selectable skills per section. Mm -hmm. um, so for a hunter, you basically get uh, equipment, a tactical gear, and then a perk. Um, and then uh, for the ghosts, you get a, uh, I don't know how to really say what they get, but they get basically like 
almost like four perks and or three two perks and an ability mm-hmm. um so like one of the abilities for the ghost could be um i don't know like what, what was one of them uh, uh it like, could be like leaving like a false trail yeah like a false like ecto trail basically right um or a uh like you create um like a cooling aura around you and that cooling aura kind of disables a lot of equipment so they can't mm. really tell where you are um right. but yeah really what it turns into hide and seek the ghost just stays still and then at the very end and this is the worst part of the whole thing at the very end if the hunters don't catch the ghost within the time limit the ghosts automatically win um, well they're, they're overpowered you yeah really can't beat that they become these like overpowered goliaths where like you can literally pump like 20 30 rounds into them and they just like don't care if they hit you like twice you die yeah yep um so i mean going into it i really thought it was going to be more of a you know like dead by daylight friday the 13th thing where you know hey the ghost is overpowered um, but but also alone also yeah. alone yeah <clears throat> and i don't know i maybe it's just me i really don't like that oh you didn't reach you know you didn't do it in the time limit well that's that the midnight hour is up and now they're like gods they're able to just whip your like there was a there was a round that we did where there was four hunters or no, it was three hunters were still alive, and one ghost was still alive when it hit midnight. Yep. And the ghost just came and killed all three hunters. Yeah. And they were, like, unloading into it the whole time. <laughs> so it was, like, you know, it's it's kind of weird. Like, I think everybody's... I mean, just to get, like, really into nitty-gritty, like, obviously I'm not super into multiplayer games in general. Right. Um, I'm definitely not super into competitive multiplayer games. So... Like, this one was going to have to be absolutely perfect to get me in the first place. Yeah. And, um, it, like, I think all the characters' move speeds were way too high. Um, there were times when, like, so the ghosts have a power to, like, possess a hunter, I guess, where they, like, clone them. It just, it looks just like them, but it's not them or something. And... I like I saw that happen. Like I was a hunter, I saw a ghost transform into one of my guys, and I started shooting at him and I hit him like six times with the cannon. And he was fine. He just walked over and hit me twice and I died. I like I said, I hit him like six times in the head with the cannon and he it didn't even slow him down or anything. And he was moving faster than me. Which I'm like, dude, we're both hunters. Like why would he be faster than me if we're the exact same guy with the same equipment? Yeah. You know? And, like, the only difference is that he's been possessed. So it's, like, the the ghosts win pretty much, it seemed like, almost every match. Yeah. There was, um, two, I think, two matches of all the matches we played that yeah. the Hunters won. And one of them was, uh, I think it was, like, one ghost versus, like, three or four Hunters. Well, there was you know, three Hunters and one or two ghosts. Like, it was, like, filling up. Like, more people were joining as the game was in progress. So. And in that, in that game... I was doing wild shit because I, I still never made it happen. I still never, um, as a hunter, uh, absorbed any of the ghosts' uh, like essence or whatever. Like crystals, you, yeah. Yeah, after you finish them, and as well as a ghost, I never possessed a hunter. Mm. I never made that happen, and yeah. during that match, I was trying to make that happen. Yeah, there's 
it's just like it's there's tutorials but the tutorial is like if you left click something will happen and it's like that's not useful at all yeah it doesn't go over any of like i know how a fucking computer works i mean i'm playing this on my computer it didn't just like this thing didn't just appear in front of me i had to install this right yeah on steam of all things so it's like not even a not even a super user-friendly you know what i mean it's like very obvious i semi know what i'm doing right so it was, it was weird. I mean, it was the game could be really cool, and like the stuff. I, this is something we talked about before. Is like I will tend to be really negative on games that I don't like, just because, like the way I am is like if it's not perfect, I have no time for it because there's so much other shit I could be doing. Right. So like I do tend to get kind of overly negative on stuff. I think when it when I feel like it's wasting my time, and this game is all fixable. Everything that's wrong with it could be yeah. made better. It's, you know. I mean, like I said, alpha stage, this is an alpha build, they still have time yeah. to, you know, do whatever they want to do. Do they have a release date on this, or? Uh, I don't think there's a definitive date. I don't, yeah, I don't think so, at yeah. least not yet. They're going to be doing early access, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what they're doing. Um, um, but yeah, but it's... It, it has a lot of promise. I, I just, uh, I don't know, from the outside, like, goody, what do you, what do you cool. think? Um, it looks cool. I mean, I'm liking the look of everything. I mean, what, um, are all the ghosts? Wise. Do all the ghosts? Do they? Are they all have the same abilities? They have. Mm, they're customizable. Yeah, you, they're customizable. The so you make a load. You make a loadout. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the loadouts are all relatively similar. Yeah, right when the match is starting, they're like, okay, you have, uh, like I said, you have three different, um, like A, B, and C, and it'd be like uh, perk one, perk two, and then like an ability, mm. and you have four different things you can select in each three of the reps um so they have a healthy amount of like different abilities and stuff is this called the same for the hunters uh yeah the hunters have the same thing but obviously they have their uh their weapon their tactical equipment and then like their perk uh i mean everything i'm i'm seeing looks kind of cool from what you guys are saying hopefully they can fix those issues because it's just an alpha you said right right yeah um i mean I'm, i'm liking the look of everything uh if it's multiplayer, maybe this that won't be the only mode. Yeah. Um, where this, uh, what was it? Some kind of, at midnight, if you don't catch the ghost, they turn into like unstoppable. Is that when they turn red? I'm looking at the trailer. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Because it's like, the, the, I think the way they explained it is like the midnight haunting hour is going to be upon us. Yeah. Um, yeah like... So, you know, when, when that happens, that's, it's, it, it's pretty much game over for, everyone else but like that's what i don't like is like they're they're fully unstoppable and there's no end to it you're pretty much going to lose in the video we're watching you're watching this guy just running away and the ghost can move just slightly slower than him Mm -hmm. but there's nothing he can do i mean that's something that could easily be tweaked right from here to actual release and that's what made um friday the 13th uh, I, I think probably more successful. I like Friday the 13th better than like Dead by Daylight. Um, is Jason, can he can move. That guy can move. Mm. But unless you're using a specific um, like Friday the 13th Jason, because there's several different ones, you cannot run. While you're chasing people, he's just walking at that slow pace. But if you catch that person, good game. They're done. And I think mm. that makes it really successful. He can also, well, not in, like, 
I mean, even while in eye shot, but I think that should have been restricted. Um, it can, like, teleport to different parts of the map. Mm. Because that's kind of how Jason always seemed. Like, oh, good, we got away from him. You know, we can breathe for a second. And then he yeah, breaks he the shows up right behind you. He, like, walks out of a tree. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So uh, he is, I mean, that, before that game, I never thought of uh, Jason Voorhees as paranormal. <laughs> and that fucking dude is paranormal. <laughs> Oh, he's paranormal as hell. It's awesome. Well, I mean, he he's dead, isn't he? Well, yeah, but I never thought of him. Debatable. Like, like being able, well, yeah. Um, was he ever alive? I don't know. I mean, it looks cool. I, I could see how that that mode that you guys are talking about seem, just seems like a balancing issue they need to do. They need yep. to keep working on. Like, I yep. could see if they wanted to keep that mode where there's like a witching hour and the ghost, the ghosts are unstoppable, like if you hit midnight. You would have to make it so that the rest of the game, the hunters are pretty, not unstoppable, but they have more of an advantage over the ghost until the the witching hour. So it's just the ghost trying to, trying to survive until midnight. And that's pretty much what the, I mean, that's pretty much what they're doing. You have different, like one of the equipments is like a little screen that you can see a trail of where the ghost may have been. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one is uh, like a meter that goes up and almost reminds me of like a Geiger counter that's like beep and just like beeps really loud when you get close to it. Um, and then it's just about figuring out, you know, what direction or what object he is in the room. Um, so, I mean, it's, I, I think it's doing a lot of things, right? But the thing that I think I dislike the most is the four ghosts. I think yeah. that's the thing that's yeah. bothering me. Get rid of the four ghosts, make it one ghost. Um, Maybe make I mean, it five hunters and one ghost. That would and be then, interesting. If they had a mode and they're just like that, whatever, the ghost is always at the witching hour, but it's only him. Yeah, that could be cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, there's a couple of little things they could do to make it better where it's like um, reduce, like, well, yeah, make the ghost stronger, but not as strong as it gets when it's super powerful and just still allow that to show up. Because, like, at that point, the ghost abandons its hiding place and just walks up and beats the shit out of you. Yeah. There's so, nothing they can do about it. Yeah, I was right. the Very little. The, guy, the ghost is being chased. All of a sudden, he turns red and immediately turns around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He just straight clubs your ass to death. Yeah. So, it's like, uh, typically, they're, like, throwing objects because the ghost's actual, like, hand punch is so weak when it's in the blue form. Mm-hmm. So, you can still do the witching hour thing or whatever, but just make it a little bit more powerful than it is to begin with. And I think yeah. it'd make the game a lot better. I mean, I mean I would, it, it, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I think it would be really cool to have, like, to more focus on that possession. Like, I, it's not something that, you know, like, I don't know. Like, Friday, okay, on Friday the 13th, one of the things that they did is you can get walkie-talkies. And those walkie-talkies work, you know, with your team or whatever. They were, you know, from, uh, it, it, like, kind of anyone in radius of you that because they they have a limit uh like mm. a range um and I, I think it could be cool if as a, a hunter the ghost possesses you and where you could have spoke before and this would only obviously be with in-game audio it could be easily broken by using something like discord um but if you become possessed you can no longer speak to the team I mean that yeah, that would be because it's no longer you, right? And like it, it kind of a, like it, it just 
there's things that like I really think the possession thing is the way to go. I like the object. I like the that kind of balances it too because you know that the person who's quiet is now yeah is now possessed. It it reminds me like when we did play Friday the Thirteenth, it was myself, uh, Kesari, and PC Pasta Man, and we had like a a spoken rule, like an unspoken rule. We were playing on PlayStation Four, and we had um, a group chat going, and the group chat broke the in-game audio so one of us could be jason and you know technically chatting with the other two but we didn't like that we we never liked that so what we did is as soon as that happened um we took the headset off and swapped our audio as soon as we saw we were becoming jason headset off and muted move the audio so we can still hear the in-game audio Mm -hmm. and it, it was one of those things of like uh like i'd be like Oh hey, uh, you know, Kisaria, you know, uh, where are you at, and what, you know, have you seen, you know, like the keys to the car yet, or whatever, and then nothing, and it's like, oh shit, she's Jason. Okay, so yeah. I, I, I always, I always kind of like that. It's like, hey, you know, are you, uh, you know, have you seen a ghost yet? And then it's like completely silent. Oh shit, he's possessed. That's awesome. Um. I don't know. They they have a lot of things that they can definitely do here, and I think they're on the right track. But yeah, my my recommendation is definitely if you want to do the four v four, cool. But make that other mode where it's like superpower ghost uh, yeah. hunters, um, and you know the point is to you know capture the ghost. Maybe make it a perk to have um, different spectral forms, like the ghost can split his. Like, at the, sacrificing a bit of his life or whatever, he can split into two, leave one of them possessed in one spot, control the other one, and swap back and forth between the two. Mm. Like, I don't know. They, they, they have a lot of cool options. This, this yeah. game could go... Um, could be really well done. And I think the next, uh, like okay. the next year of them working on it will, uh, you know, prove whether or not this is going to be a... A cool game that we're going to talk about, you know, like I mean, Dead by Daylight and Friday the Thirteenth. They had mm-hmm. a long lasting power. They were here for a long time, and um, whether it's going to be that or if it's going to be like, oh hey, do you want to play something else? Yeah, you know. So yeah, and it seems like a lot of hilarity could be had from this game too. I'm like, I've always wanted a game where I can run around as a desk lamp. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You can well, it's like a small desk bust of like, yeah. just that's just like a head jumping around. It's pretty Martin Van Buren. Martin, yeah. Martin, there it is, and full circle. Yeah, folks. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the um, the like mimics in Prey. Prey, yeah. How they would just become an object of like a crowd of objects, and you would kind of have to hide and like. Yeah, like just blend in and up. wait for somebody to come by and then you'd launch out and attack them. Yeah. Like it's definitely a really cool concept. Um I just think their version needs to work. Well, the execution is just always tough. Yeah. It's always like, oh hey, players can use this to do this particular thing and then everybody just uses it to make like a fart noise or whatever. Of course. And it's like, oh okay, everybody's stupid. Oh. <laughs> like people just do the easy thing, not the correct and like intelligent thing right by the way first thing i did was i found a bathroom possessed the toilet and then flushed it correct (laughs) and everybody started screaming yeah Uh, yeah it was really good um aside from us 
playing that for me. Um, I've pretty much just been doing the paces, playing Animal Crossing. Um, got that. I got the remaining uh, things for my uh, one HP Bloodletter build for Moe's. Um, and I'm playing through the DLC, um, the Love Guns and um, Tentacles. I think I'm getting pretty close to the end of that. Um, it's really good. It has a lot of interesting vibes. It has like a, uh, like, I don't know. They really wanted to go a spooky route with it. Mm. And it's it's kind of fun. Like the Cthulhu thing for sure. Uh, but they also have a, um, almost like a haunted hotel. Which is kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think when this is all said and done, and I know it's typically the way, like, it, it, sometimes it's the way people play. Um, you know, once all the DLCs are out, this is going to be, like, the definitive edition of this is going to be bananas. You know, looking at the, um, the handsome jackpot, and then they're like, oh, let's kind of go more theme-based. They wanted to do something Handsome Jack oriented because he's a fun character. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, a Cthulhu DLC. I think next is Dinosaurs and Cowboys. So it's, yeah, yeah it's going to be all over the place. Um, Warzone got rid of its uh, solos mode. Um, mm. So back to regular Battle Royale. Uh, in fact, you know, that, that continues to be fun, just figuring out what weapons work best for you. Uh, and you can have some pretty crazy stuff happen. So uh, that continues to be fun. And then, of course, um, Session. They came out with their um, point four DLC that included uh, Impossibles, Late Flips, uh, like Judo Kicks, um, and uh, the New York City uh, Pyramid section, which you just access from the like start menu. Um yeah, that's been that game's been really fun. I usually do that uh, like immediately after work, so I almost play this one daily, which is kind of surprising for me. Um, usually, it's you know I'm kind of all over the place, um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. I don't think I've really been doing too much on mobile. Um, I know Grim he did a write up for a game called Round Guard uh, a couple weeks, a week or just over. Um, now it might have been two weeks now. Uh, and that game came out on um, Apple Arcade. So I was checking that out as well. Uh, that game's kind of fun. It's basically just a... Uh, um, kind of like Peggle. But mm -hmm. you, you have like a... I think you have a, like a, a warrior, a mage, and a uh, thief that you can play as. And they gain like abilities and different attacks. And you can change up their gear and stuff like that. So... That one's pretty fun, but nothing too crazy to note. If you do want to see that review, check out check it out over on our um, check it out over on our website. Uh, so with that, we'll go ahead and jump into uh, you know those standard things. You can check out that uh, and more over at mammothgamesinc.com. Constantly evolving. I feel like we're doing more and more stuff over there, um, pretty much daily. Uh, especially uh, walkthroughs. So, uh, Goody, you have that walkthrough of Creature in the Well coming up. Um, so, you know, that's one to look forward to. Grimm, he's been pumping out, uh, he's been pumping out con uh, content. He Damn. reviewed one that was really surprising. It was uh, um, uh, Element Space, 
which looked mm-hmm. really cool, like a turn-based space, uh, like, tactics game. Um, and as well, War Tile, which was kind of like, uh, if you took, like, war the miniatures for Warhammer and put it in a small diorama that you do turn-based as well. Yeah. So some pretty cool stuff over there uh, as well. Um, the other two places, as always, get all the news that you need to know over at facebook.com backslash Inc. Uh, we appreciate all the likes, comments, and shares over there. And then as well, Twitter, so you know when we go live and do stuff just like this, at Mammoth Games, Inc. Why don't we go ahead and jump into um, the monthlies, because we do have some info on that. Yeah. Start with Games with Gold. So, uh, I guess kind of a slower month for Games for Gold, but there's still some really cool stuff in here. Um, Xbox Live Gold members starting, let's see the exact dates here, April 1st to 30th, can pick up, for Xbox One, Project Cars 2. Mm-hmm. So that's significant. I mean, that's still a $60 game, right? Um, yeah, I mean, according to them, yeah. Yeah, so still uh, April 1st to the 15th, you can get the 360 version of the original Fable, uh, Fable Anniversary. So that's a good pickup if you that's don't already cool. have that. Yeah. yeah. Also, I'm just absolutely screeching for them to announce Fable 4. Uh-huh. Um, so April 16th to May 15th, you can get Knights of Pen and Paper 1 and 2. Hell yeah. Uh, so for Xbox One copies. That's really cool. Uh, Knights of Pen and Paper 1 was, of course, from uh, the Brazilian guys uh, down at Behold uh, that we met through Ronaldo. So yep. always exciting. Um, on uh, April 16th to April 30th, the 360, obviously backwards compatible copy of uh, Toy Box Turbo is another racing game. Kind of weird. Because usually lot Xbox racing. tries to have different games that are not all the same thing, right? Yeah. And it's like all um, fantasy and all racing. Yeah. Yeah. Knights and but, Sure, why not? Yeah. So, pretty cool. Yeah, so, I mean, Project Cars uh, 2, eh, that's all right. Um, the Knights and Pen and Paper and Fable, I think, being the obvious um like standouts this month mm. for sure cool uh and then swapping over to uh, playstation's uh games with gold for april uh we have first up uh uncharted for thief's end if you don't have this that's a pretty good get um you know looks like uh when did that one originally come out i don't remember a couple of years. Yeah, it's, years. it's been a little bit. Um, 2016, I want to say. Yeah, 2016. Okay. Um, so uh, this pretty much is what wrapped up uh, Nathan Drake's story, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is where they're drawing that line. I think after this, they did that. Uh, Lost one Legacy. With, yeah, like Lost Legacy, with, I think it was like Chloe and... Um, yeah. Yeah, so in some other not side characters, but still, uh, you know, still out there characters. Um, mm. So that one's pretty good. It's been on sale quite a bit, so you may already have this one. If you do, the other game that you're getting this month is Dirt Rally 2.0. Um, these games actually do uh, the like off-road racing pretty well, uh, to be honest. So um, for free, I, I think that's. Uh, you know, kind of a no-brainer if you are into racing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, these titles, of course, uh, will be available this Tuesday. So if you're listening to this on Monday, tomorrow, um, 
end as well. Before that, that means you still have time to get uh, March's games, uh, Shadow of the Colossus and uh, Sonic Forces. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, maximize what you're paying for, people. Uh, and get all of those free games if you can. Hell yeah. All right. So let's jump into the games releasing. We actually have a few here. Uh, these will be the games releasing from March 30th to April uh, Yeah, April 12th. Um, yeah, go take it away. Starting off strong as hell with uh -huh. Persona 5 Royal on Tuesday the 31st. Obviously, this is already out if you're listening to this. Live or uh, podcast form. Um, yeah. Royal. Why isn't, Royal. On, why isn't Royal. it on the Switch? Ask why isn't it on the Switch, my dude? Put it on the damn Switch! I, I just, like, I'm not gonna, I, I'm really interested, I really want to play Royal, but I'm not playing until it's on Switch. I can't do that to myself. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm not playing it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll, like, I played it a little bit once, I got through the first main dungeon, they got in, most of the way into the second one, and I was like, you know what? There's gonna be DLC for this, there's gonna be new units, I'm gonna wait. See what happens. Mm -hmm. But I just, I... It's got to be on the Switch. I, I just, there's no reason for it not to be on the Switch. It's not. It doesn't have some kind of crazy graphical thing that only the PS4 Pro can handle or something. Right. Like, slap that bitch on the Switch. But more is there to say. But it does include a bunch of additional content, which is really cool. Um, you know, it's got stuff that wasn't available as DLC for the original game. And it has its own new DLC, which is kind of a little messed up in my opinion, but... My question Let's is, when are these games going to evolve? I feel like we've been playing the same style of game for Yeah. I mean, there is something to be said about that. This one has, like, this one's done a lot better than the previous Persona games that I disliked. Because mm. uh, I actually like um, Persona 5. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's evolved in that regard. But, hmm. yeah. Not a lot of information so, here, people. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, they, they nailed what they were doing, like, ten years ago, so they just kept doing that. Yep. Um, so, for something that is a lot more original, uh -huh. Wednesday the 1st, we saw the release of Totally Reliable Delivery Service for, uh, it was on PS4, Xbox, Switch, PC, basically everywhere. Yeah, Grim was talking about this one the other day. Um, Motorola Razor. It kind of is, uh, I mean, what would you compare this to? Kind of like, um... Well, it's almost like a uh, overcooked. overcooked or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like overcooked, but you got to deliver junk. Which uh, what was that? Who made this game? It looks like a tiny it looks like gang beast. It does look like gang beast. It does look like yeah. So um, yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's a pretty small indie project. So it's I, I think this is the first game from this group. Yeah, but it was released through uh, published by Tiny Build. Yep. Which are the same guys who published um, Hello Neighbor. Yep. <clears throat> So, uh, we've been seeing more and more of these style of games. We also had that um, that one that was like a moving simulator where you had to... Uh, yeah. Packed or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what that one was, but it actually looked really fun. Yeah. So, this is like that and Gang Beast had a baby. Yeah. For sure. And then Friday the 3rd, uh, you know, here back a couple days ago, um, we had four uh, PS4, Xbox One, and PC from Capcom, Resident Evil 3, uh, the remake. Um, 
I mean, I'm hearing good things. I mean, you really can't do too much wrong with a game that you already know what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. But oh, you can. Visually, <laughs> this game is batshit insane. Uh, oh, it looks amazing. Like, looking at it, like, uh, the, of course, seeing the side-by-side comparisons, it, it's super good. Um, and uh, as well, you know, to be mentioned, you know, something you definitely want to mention as well that came out, I think it came out, um, the uh, Project Resistance uh, portion that they were talking about. It's at, um, what's it, like, 4v1, where, like, one of them is a, uh, like, mastermind that gets to control the, uh, the setting for the other four, um, yeah, for the other four characters. Mm. Uh, I, I believe that one's out as well. Let me double check. Because I think it came with, with Resident Evil 3, didn't it? Uh, yeah, I believe it was... It's like Resident yeah. Evil 3's multiplayer, kind of? Uh, yeah, it looks like, it looks like it came out the the same you know the same time and they do have um i believe they have a yeah they have a demo for three and they have a demo for uh the resistance so you can go check that stuff out right now which is kind of cool um but yeah i i think uh i think grim has already finished this one he was playing a, a while back and he uh finished it up it's again um it's like a 10-hour game. It can be under that. You can probably beat this in, like, three hours, if, you know, after you've beat it once or twice. Um, yeah. So it's definitely staying true to the way that uh, Resident Evil used to be played. Nice. And then, of course, not to be outdone uh, in mm. the remake sense, uh, Friday mm. the 10th, coming for PS4 from Square Enix, finally Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, I, I do think... Uh, gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, dude. Yeah, Square Enix has always been really good. It's just like, oh, just like turn the graphics up to eleven and like, just absolutely blow everybody else out of the water. What I don't, I I can't figure out what makes their because their game it's not realism. No. But it's not. It's it's not super realist. I mean, the characters you the same feeling of realism. Yeah. yeah Is I mean, it? They still I, look like anime characters. I think it's the I think it's the texturing, the cloth, and the hair. The hair, the lighting is also really good. Mm. Yeah, the lighting's spot on. I think yeah, a lot of that has to do. look pretty real. God damn. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, it is kind of interesting, and I was, I've kind of been thinking about this with the Resident Evil remakes, the Final Fantasy VII remake, Shadow of the Colossus remake. Like, we've been talking about for a while how it seems like Japanese devs kind of lost the global lead in, like, the 2000s, like, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And I think this is really solidifying that, in that the only good stuff they make is the shit that they made in 1997. Right? And it's like, oh, we'll just release this again. But it's got better art. Right. And it's like, I mean, again, like, Final Fantasy VII, considered to be one of the best RPGs ever made, you know, Resident Evil, some of the best, um, like, horror. Like, so they were at the absolute top of the field, and they just weren't able to continue innovating, I guess. And it's like, oh, we'll just put the same thing out again. And it's still good because it was good at the time. Well, I mean, to be fair, they could have done that. But this game is very different from the original. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're adding a ton of content that wasn't there before. I mean, people have been talking about how, 
like in this trailer, there's like new characters, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. In uh, they're they're really expanding what was going on in Midgar and everything, but like they didn't come up with a new game to do that, and they're just fleshing out their game that they've been working on for twenty years or whatever. Yeah. So it's like it's kind of weird, like. I'm really excited for the Final Fantasy VII remake because I didn't super like Final Fantasy VII at the time just because I, I didn't play it when it was new. By the time I got to it, it was it, it had aged quite a bit. And so much of it just expects you to like know what you're doing already. Like When you get to the open world section of the game, like it's just unplayable to me. Because it's like, oh, there was one dialogue box like 30 minutes ago that said you have to go to the Quatrain Solstice fields or whatever. It's like, if you don't remember that, there's no journal entry or anything that tells you you have to go there. So you're just going to wander around for six hours. Get your ass kicked in an over-level dungeon or whatever. Yeah. So I, it's I really, like... I do think that they had to... They fully had to add a ton. Because, it, like, yeah. like you were saying, like that beginning area, it's not long enough yeah, it's to like warrant a 68... Seven, eight, nine, ten hours, maybe? Yeah, it's not enough know. to warrant a $60 game. For sure, right, right. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely it, this is going this is going to be interesting. I I can't wait to get into this and you know see what it's all about. And especially mm. you know I, I played that back when it originally came out, um, and it was you know it, it was it was good then. It has, still has one of the the best uh, like upgrade systems in all of Final Fantasy. But mm. uh, you know, getting back to what you were saying about innovation that's definitely like it feels like they're out of ideas yeah i mean even like final fantasy i guess is like um hey what if like we made the same final fantasy game that we've been making for 30 years but this time it's a road trip right and it's like okay that's like the road trip idea is actually legitimately cool but it's not bad at all and then what oh it's just you know where are they going like oh, okay, like, and then oh, he's like trying to get his like arranged marriage wife or something, and like he's running uh, away from yeah. I... Okay, so his 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 father was assassinated by an evil wizard. Yeah, he dresses like a cowboy, sort of. <laughs> oh, okay, this is unfucking playable. Like, I, I want to pause on this Jablinski game of Jack Black fully crouched down with no shirt on. And <laughs> cowboy hat. You know how uh, it is. Yeah. The most honorable guy in Red Dead Redemption 2. Jack Black. Good. But yeah, it's like, it, it is very strange. Like, I, like, give me Dragon's Dogma 2. Oh, you shit, know? yeah, yeah. I mean, the story, it that's what they're good at. They're good at expanding on the worlds that they've created. Right. Like, it does, it fully feels like they're out of those ideas for worlds, but they could go there under Dragon's Dogma too. They could go, you know, it, maybe exploring some of these other worlds that they've touched on that they haven't really done anything with. Like, mm. good God, does anyone remember God Hand? What about Remember oh Me? Like, Asura's Wrath. Asura's Wrath? They were doing a lot of weird shit. It was like, hey, what if uh, Dragon Ball Z but like a weird guy? Yeah. Like, they've done these, like, really cool ideas. And it seems like the stuff didn't really, like, catch on. Because there was, like, you know, 2003, 2004, 2005. There's, like, a lot of original stuff coming Vanquish. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And it seems like a lot of the stuff just, it didn't really take off, didn't catch on, and they just lost out on that funding, you know? And it's like, okay, I guess we'll just make uh, Silent Hill again. Or whatever. It's <laughs> no, it's tough. I mean, there's anything to say about it, they won't. It's tough. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's I mean, like I'm saying, the stuff that's coming out is amazing. Sure. But, like, you know, Microsoft got praise for re-releasing the Master Chief Collection. And it's like, like, you cannot go back and say, like, oh, wow, revolutionary, Microsoft released a Halo in 2019 that didn't suck. And it's like, like, the new Call of Duty games aren't getting Game of the Year. Right? It's because it's the same thing. Yeah. Well, so, I'm like, obviously, like, like Western developers are, yeah, Western developers are definitely stuck in loads, too. But it just seems like there's so many more, like, a greater number of Western developers... And because of that, they're able to try more original shit. Yeah. I don't know. This is weird. This is something I've kind of been stewing in my mind for a while. It's like, make an original fucking game. Like, again, Please. Final Fantasy VII, I'm super excited. I'm going to be playing this a lot. Oh, yeah. But I, I just, like, there, there's another way, you know. They're very, like, they're very in the Disney mentality. Hey, what if we did a live-action remake of this? Oh, that didn't work. What if we make a different live-action remake? Okay, you don't like that. What if we made a different live-action remake of that, though? Like, that's literally all they have at this point. So, very strange. I mean, I still think, if you remember Final Fantasy VII, this game looks very different than everything I played and remember. So, it does have the... Oh, this is a new game to me. Like, yeah. tear, tear the Final Fantasy VII away from it. It's, it's a completely different game than things they've... Um, it's kind of got Kingdom Hearts. It's kind of got, yeah. um, like classic Final Fantasy. But yeah, yeah, um, I'm into it. I'm super excited for Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, I think we'll all actually probably be playing this. Let's yeah, mine's it's pre-installed on my console already. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I need to go do that. I think I'm ready. Like I would have, I would be playing Resident Evil Three, and it's not that I won't pick it up. It's just I didn't like pre-purchase it or anything mm. and yeah I, I don't know I, I can't go to my local uh my local shop right. and yeah. like, pick it up as well so i know that's definitely holding people back is there, there's a lot of like people with game pass are doing more exploration and people that buy physical copies are doing a lot less yeah so it's kind of weird all right. Well, that's pretty much everything we had for that, uh, you know, for for, the, for that chunk here uh, between uh, the thirtieth and the twelfth. If there's anything that we missed that you think we should have mentioned, uh, send us send us those suggestions over on uh, over on Twitter uh, at Mammoth Games Inc. So we can possibly pop them into next week's show. Yeah. Um, but we'll go ahead and jump into the news right before we always like to mention. Uh, the Epic Game Store. They always have free stuff going on. Um, you can, uh, right now, with the Epic Game Store, get uh, Drawful 2, Gone Home, and Hob. Gone Home and Hob. Um, Hob's pretty good at, uh, you know, is a pretty good um, action-adventure game. Gone Home is a, is probably the best walking simulator. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Drawful 2 is just a fun little party game. Um, yeah. So all of those are free. Um, until the 9th, whereas the 9th, looks like the 9th to the 16th, you'll be able to pick up uh, Crimes and Punishment Sherlock Holmes. 
Or select nice. Crime and Punishment Edition. Those, that's the uh, guys that did um, uh, Sinking City. Yes. So, should be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so, let's go ahead and jump into the news. I think the first thing that we should talk about is uh, the Nintendo Direct that uh, we made. Right. It came out, it was, they're, they're like, hey, tomorrow we're having a Nintendo Direct. It's a mini. And they put everything in it. And it was a 30-minute thing with, I don't even know how many bullet points. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, Like, 30 all things announced. I mean, it's crazy. So, we'll just kind of, like, cut through, because it's not like, I mean, they released some particular details on the Pokemon Sword and Shield DLCs that are coming out, but other than yes. that, a lot of stuff was just, like, hey, a, like, a five to ten second trailer, and then it was like, okay, that's coming out in April. And then it's like, next. So, they started out, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles is getting a definitive edition on Switch. So, kind of to be expected, right? Because the previous... The other Xenoblade game came out on Switch, the, the sequel. Yeah, it looks like they spent so, some time on that one. Yeah. You know, they, they um, actually showed off a decent amount. Right. Um, after that, 2K said, yo, we're bringing all of our shit. So, the Bioshock Trilogy. Bam. Dope. Uh, yeah. Borderlands Legendary Bam. Collection. So, yeah. um, what's that? 1, 2, and uh, pre-sequel. Yes. And XCOM 2. Bam, bam. All coming to Switch. Yeah. That's dope. For XCOM um, 2, you will need a Pro Controller. And not only that, but you're going to need three or four Switches all, like, hot-wiring off each other. Because that shit... That game runs like shit on the Xbox One X. <laughs> so I can't imagine what it's going to look like on a Switch. Um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 is getting a Fantastic Four DLC. They did say the title of that, but I missed it, so... Um, it's like... They're getting Fantastic Four and Dr. Robotnik. Doom. Nope. Dr. Doom. Doom. Mr. Dr. Professor Doom. Professor. Um, what's his doctorate in? Doom? Doom. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Definitely had to... He, he, so, he went to a liberal arts college, for sure. So, what, so one of the things I really want to point out here, uh, and it's just because I saw Mr. Fantastic. Um, uh, nice John, beard. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? John Kransky? The guy that was Jim from The Office? Krasinski, yeah. Krasinski, yeah. He really, really wants to play Mr. Fantastic. Strange. Well, he's already been multiple superheroes. Has he? Who's he been? I believe. Shazam. Was he Shazam? Was that him? No, that was Chuck. Yeah, yeah that was the dude. What's his name? The same guy. They're the same All, all moppy-haired, brown-haired, white dudes are the same person. Good God. Um, so... Chris Hardwick. <laughs> <laughs> he has his own troubles. Don't bring him into this. It's all the same guy. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Keep that name out of your mouth. Um... So, uh, he, he created, I, I think he's just sitting at home with nothing to do. So he created, uh, like a news, like basically just like an internet news show. Nice. That's all just based around good news. That's it's fine. only good news. That's cool. And, uh, at one point during that show, he's like, if you want bad news, I think he's basically like, if you want bad news, go follow these two assholes. And he puts a, a picture of, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Chris Hemsworth up there. Hmm. And he didn't really say that, but, you know, it, it, it's, uh, he put a picture of those two guys up there. I'm like, why would he put a picture of those two guys up there? Yeah. Of all people. That's interesting. Yeah. They both have, you know, they're both related to the comic. I don't know. Maybe he's just trying to pull a bit harder to get mm -hmm. that, uh, that Mr. Fantastic role. Carry sure. on. Um, so after that, uh, they showed off something called Shin Sekai Into the Deaths, which is like a underwater thing. 
was kind of I didn't get a lot of details. Looked like kind of platformery, Metroidy. Uh, yeah, kind of Metroidy. I think it's made by Capcom. I looked into it. It's yeah. apparently a mobile game first, and then I looked out. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so you're like a diver running around doing weird shit. Yeah. It's a water level from Sonic. It looks um, like it's a digging game too. Like you're kind of exploring. Oh, it's the spiritual successor to Dig Dug. <laughs> um, Dug Dug. Then they talked about uh, the Bunny Day update that's already live for Animal Crossing New Horizons. Fuck so, that. Uh, fuck that. Okay. Uh, they talked about Good Job, which obviously uh, Goody talked about in the beginning. Um, yeah. So that's dope. I'm probably gonna pick that up. Uh, then they talked more about uh, Catherine full body coming to Switch, which I believe we already knew about. I I, I want everyone to just remember what the collector's edition was. Yeah. It, it was it, it was um, I believe a pillowcase and uh, a pair of boxers that had a heart yeah body pillow yeah. yeah and the heart boxers right yeah cool that's um game. that's a game <laughs> uh, we got they talked about the Ring Fit Adventure update that game obviously has been doing really well since the uh, uh, quarantine yeah um, Kesari uh, and Pasty Pasta Man have both been messing yeah. with this and yeah. Pasty Pasta Man. Is not a gentleman that uh, is a heavy uh, workout guy, and he's mm. like, I think I'm dying. That's fine. <laughs> um, this, like, update nice. looks, this update looks. He considers looks taking cool. a shit to be a workout. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not the act of shitting. I think it's the act of wiping. The heart, the heart rate's up. That's all I'm way, I mean, they work out. They work he out feels the burn. Things. They work Woo! out different different aspects. Yeah. He's got um, some shit to work out for sure. He's working. Uh, <laughs> he's not watching. That's, we're just that's fine. <laughs> That'll be fun. I have to. I have to open it up to more people than just grammar. It's going to be targeted harassment. Yeah. Um, uh, we have to contact HR. <laughs> yeah. Uh, King's Bounty Two coming to Switch. Um, this was kind of a I, King's Bounty is like an older like adventure game series, right? I I'm not sure. I'm not too sure on this one. Um, yeah, so I it's previously. not something I was super familiar with. Um, oh, cool. tactical RPG. Yeah. Yeah. The, like, hex base, uh, like, movement system and everything. Mm. It looks like something you'd be into. Mm. I mean, it's interesting. I like some of what it's doing, but, I don't know, it's just not for me, I think. Alright, fair. Looks a little rough around the edges. Um... Hopping off from that, they're releasing several characters or like skins from Arms that like Switch, the early Switch release fighting game uh, uh-huh. in Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, I, Arms, Arms completely fell apart because yeah. they have no online presence. They're online Correct. for the Switch. It is a it's online terrible. focused game. <laughs> and hey, we don't know how to do that. Like, yeah, I really wish they would just if if they could rework their online the switch would be like it would be a home console and give people the ability to get mindless trophies and a good online where you don't have to have download like a phone app to be able to talk to people Mm. you're in the money all right they're just gonna put a character in smash and forget about it yeah that's what. Uh, so following that up uh bravely default 2 is coming later in the year I'm all about that. Yes. Squeenix. Squeenix yes. pulling the Penix out, right? Uh, um, on June 5th. Developing, developing, Square Enix developing. 
Newer stuff, newer uh, ideas. Yeah, Bravely yeah. Default was a great idea. Uh, right. Octopath Traveler, terrible name, great idea. Yeah. I mean, I think that's building on like, that world. Most of the stuff they're trying new ideas are are not the big AAA things. Right. Uh, right. They try to play it safe and make it the smaller things because it was that. What's the? No, that studio. That's Japan studio. That I'm thinking. Um, I am Setsuno. So, was that Square Enix? Um, I don't recall. I can't remember. Mm, no, I, I know what you're talking about. But they are doing. They, it feels like they tried to do their newer stuff in like a smaller setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I definitely see that. Like, Bravely Default was like, hey, how do we make like turn-based combat more interesting? So they was, they added in that whole section and everything. Yeah, it was published by them. It was. Uh, okay. It was developed yeah. by Tokyo RPG Factory. Tokyo, Tokyo RPG. RPG Factory. That's what I was yeah. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, there's definitely some cooler stuff going on. It's just on such a smaller scale. Yeah. I don't know. It's cool, though. Yeah. Definitely cool. Uh, Clubhouse games, uh, kind of like a, a mixed assortment of different card and board, like, tabletop-style, uh, like, gambling games and stuff. It's coming out on June 5th on the Switch. game called Ninjala, which really reminds me of... Um, what's the Squid game? It's like Splatoon. Splatoon. Yeah, Splatoon. Where kids, like, oh. spray jizz on each other or whatever. Yeah, no, I remember this game. We talked about this with uh, Drake. He played this at E3 yeah, yeah. this last year. Yeah, he and said he liked it a lot. He said he liked it a lot, and he said that they gave him, it was like a like a, like a um, inflatable baseball bat or something like that. Yeah. Or like an inflatable hammer. With that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ninjala looked really cool. And that one's coming out on the 27th. Downfall is what's going to hurt it is the online. Yep. Immediately. Um, following off of that, uh, they showed a whole bunch of Star Wars games that were coming to Switch. So some of the the same ones we've seen getting re-released on uh, Xbox and PlayStation. So Jedi Knight, Jedi Outcast 2, uh, the first Jedi Knight game. Um, what was one of the pod racers or something? Yeah. Uh, so the Star Wars racer. Yeah, that's interesting, I guess. Yeah. What? Why? Why? Why not? Uh, yeah. Why not? Probably. And this. You know? Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. Was that one released? Or was Outcast that's, that was released? Uh, this, Jedi Knight Jedi Academy was the first one. I think Jedi Outcast is the one that released. Or wait a minute. The, the order is really weird because all the numbering is weird. Yeah. Um, after that, they announced that Panzer Dragoon remake or HD re-res or whatever is yeah. also coming to Switch. Um, Trials of Mana is coming on April 24th. That'll be cool. Uh, yeah. It's popular with a, it's like a big cult hit. Uh, Fuser, huge game at PAX. Um, Fuser had like this massive booth. It's kind of like a, it's like the next take on like DJ Hero or something. It seems like. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is. Yeah, it's basically Guitar Hero, but you're a DJ. Right, yeah. but it's. I mean, it looks like much better than what we saw with um, DJ Hero. Yeah. Uh, Elder Scrolls Blades will be coming to Switch in spring 2020. Uh, we're talking Warhammer 40k Mechanicus coming May 2020. We're talking Vigor is going into beta on April 9th. That's like a multiplayer. Uh, yeah, that's like a survival uh, survival survival thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one actually looked pretty good. Um, kind of like think of like uh, I don't want to say something like Rust, but you know. Yeah, I mean it's coming from exactly. the guys that make um, Arma, so it's probably gonna be pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, um, after that, uh, they showed off the Burnout Paradise Remastered, which will be releasing this year. 
Saints Row 4, March 27th. That'll be cool. Uh, Trials? Trails? Trails of Cold Steel 3. Coming out June 30th. Trials. Yeah. Grim is losing his mind right now. He's yelling. I can can almost (laughs) hear him. Tribulations of... Cold Steel 3. Uh, Trials of Cold Steel 4 has been announced also. Oh, actually, never mind, guys. He's fine. He said he's going to get a cheese and sweet corn pizza. Excuse the fuck out of me. <laughs> That's a thing. Whatever happens the British happen. cannot be allowed to continue. <laughs> we need to stop them. This is why This is why we left. This is why we left. It, was nothing, it had nothing to do with tea. No, it was the sweet corn. Cheese and sweet corn pizza. Jesus, God. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Driller. Speaking of drilling games, holy shit. It's the drilling game renaissance. Mr. Driller coming June 25th. You, like, drill through a bunch of shit. Minecraft Dungeons, spring 2020. Yep. And, uh, they ended it just basically showing off some more details of the Pokemon Sword and Shield. What is it? The, the island? Yeah, yeah. What what are the names on those? The Uh, cold land. Yeah, there's a summery one and then a not summery one. Right. Isle of Armor and something. I don't know. Is Pokemon, is that what you wrote down here in the dock? I thought you wrote Pikmin. Pikmin? I would have loved that. Dude. I was excited. I'm I happy. would be screeching for a new Pikmin game. I was waiting just for that. I'm, I'm gone. Sorry. Unfortunately <laughs> not. Uh, yeah, they didn't really show off any... It was just like some gameplay. Like They didn't show off anything that we didn't already know was coming, I ah, guess. The Crown Tundra. That's what it is. Crown Tundra. That's it. Yeah. So, is that the I next like, one that's coming out? I like it. Uh, Crown Tundra is coming out first, right? And then Isle of Armor. Uh, oh no, part part one, part one is Isle of Armor. So, Isle, yeah. Part two, Crown Tundra. All right. I don't know the release dates of that, obviously, but um, I have not messed with Pokemon in a while. No, it's, it's uh, Pokemon has actually ended up being kind of a. I was less into it than I was expecting. I I mean I was really into it. I played it for a long time. Uh, I just I don't know. I don't know what I don't know how to feel about that one anymore, and I don't know if the um, if the DLCs like work for me. We'll, we'll fix that. Yeah. yeah. I I, it, I mean it looks fine. I'm really excited to see this in 3D. It's doing it. It's exactly what I want, and I played it for I played it for a long time. But I think keeping my attention with uh, incoming other fantastic games. Hmm. Is much the other games are much too powerful. Yeah, yeah. yeah I still yeah. haven't finished mine, um, but I, I go back and forth with Pokemon sometimes. I feel like I need bigger breaks than what they give me, so I constantly go in and out of of whatever releases they're doing. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and that's what's good about Pokemon. That's what's good about this. I feel like that's what's good about the Switch. There's a lot of room to explore, and there's a lot of room to, um, you know, like check out other things that uh you know taking a break from something you know you want pokemon uh Mm -hmm. you know in certain people's cases in this conversation you know you want um like animal crossing or mario or legend of zelda but aside from that you know you can take that breather like i I don't know why i've been wanting to play um mario odyssey again no idea why interesting Completely don't understand why I would want to do that, but I kind of want to. Nice. So, um, yeah, so that was uh, the so-called Nintendo Direct Mini. I disagree with the Mini. <laughs> Completely. That is an absolute lie. <laughs> um, I don't think you know what that word means. 
No, that was Maxie. <laughs> yeah. I, I can tell because I got heavy flow while watching. <laughs> um, so, yeah, speaking of heavy flow of tears, uh, next news story here is the downer. Uh, it, Last of Us 2. Last of Us 2 receives another delay. No anticipated date. Dude. So. Literally one, delayed out of existence almost. This one is interesting. Like I was mentioning a little before the show, we have people that we know that are working on this title. One of them is currently still working, I guess, because they're a full-time employee, where another person may have been more of a like a contracted employee. Mm. And his, I guess his part is done. Uh, it, before this announcement, yeah. he's like, hey, good to go. I'm excited. I loved working on this game. I loved the people that I worked with. I, I'm excited that I've made these contacts and that, you know, the, of the time that I had to work on this game. Mm. Um, he did not have a negative thing to say about the experience of working with Naughty Dog. And yeah. uh, it, all positives. I'm excited to see what's next. Same person he's worked on, like, Mortal Kombat and Borderlands and uh, you know these other massive titles um, and I expected them in the next few days to go hey this game has gone gold we're done with it mm-hmm. completely the other way I, I, I don't I don't know what to make of this yeah I mean it's it's interesting too because this follows not on the heels of but certainly not you know not even a month distant here of this Kotaku article that was basically, uh, you know, Last of Us 2 employees are getting crunched out of existence. Um, so... But uh, they had a full playable demo that they were going to be releasing at PAX. At PAX. Yeah, and now supposedly. that's gone. We've never seen anything on that. I, yeah. I was I was 100% for sure after seeing, um, uh, you know, that person's post saying, hey, we're, you know, we're... I, I, my time is wrapped up and I finished what I set out to do. Right. I expect them to go, okay, that demo we're releasing on PAX is going to be on the PS4, uh, you know, in the coming weeks. Um, so enjoy that leading up to the release. And where, what could have went wrong and I mean, in we, the polished stage? Do we think mm-hmm. anything went wrong or do we think this is all because it, of the my Sharona Cyrus? It, 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 mm. it, yeah, it could be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely be. transitioning to having everybody work from home, that's going to slow everything down because I'm sure they're all having to VPN and to share servers and everything to be able to, you know, grab working copies of the game and not overwrite each other's changes and everything. You know, But how crazy control. is that with something like, you know, what? like they're probably using like an internal, especially if they're still looking, at, if you're still talking about the programming side of it, which I assume is done. Right. Well, yeah, other than little and stuff, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, that's, that's probably the, the. I would bet that's the main issue is that they're they're probably in the phase where all they're doing is polish, yeah. and their QA team can no longer come in. That's true. So everybody's having to work from home. Right. So you're getting a lot different QA reporting standards than normal, I would imagine. But with something like GitHub in this day and age, where it's basically a Google Doc that you can all work on at the same time and update, mm. you know, simultaneously. Like, yeah, I mean, merging stuff definitely comes with problems. And, like, definitely. the more the more merges you're doing of changes, the more likely you're going to have an issue on any given one. So I would, I would say it's become... They probably just hand one out in the morning and take one in the evening to put together. Yeah. They probably don't want people checking out copies all day. So, 
I don't know. I mean, it's... It, I, it, it is a dangerous thing to take home. Yeah. I mean, there's so many more issues of, like, if you're not using a VPN or whatever, like, you could accidentally leak a copy of the game if somebody's, yeah. like, able to... If you're on, like, a shared network connection or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things. Also, these, you know, they're in a state that's taking this shit a lot more seriously. That's like, okay, you literally can't leave your house for anything other than groceries or, like, absolutely ne uh, necessary for human survival jobs. So, I, don't, I mean, there's a lot of things, I'm sure, that are all coming together. But, um, again, going to this uh, Jason Schreier article, there's stuff that's like, um, you know, there's developers that are, like, talking about the crunch and everything. You know, the game got delayed from, was it February 28th or something? Yeah, February it was the, 20th? The, the, Feb the February date that everything was on. Right, so they got it got pushed back, and um, they had already been crunching at that point. Yeah, and the they were going to continue to crunch through May when the original delayed date of the game here, and they're going to continue crunching. I mean, it's not like they push this off so that they can delay crunch; they push it off so that they can sustain a longer period of crunch. I, I really know? feel like they're. I think I think it's a security thing for them. Well, we need to be able to polish. Let's send this home with only the people that are a thousand percent trustworthy with this. And yeah, that's, that's probably gonna limit. That's going to limit how many people are able to work on it at the time, and they're just holding off until you know. When was this supposed to release? It was going to be like May twentieth, right? Or... Yeah, I think it was like yeah. right around. So around the corner. I mean, how how, how much? Is there any thought into this wasn't their decision and maybe Sony's worried about I think if it was if it honest. was like a publisher level decision, then the publisher would be the one to make the announcement. Yeah, I think that I think that came after. I think that was like mm -hmm. so them bringing it to Sony, hey, look, this will also impact the sales. And Sony yeah, because, went okay. That makes sense. Yeah, because with I don't know, uh, re, uh, brick and mortar stores like closed. Right. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, like I said, like I would have picked up Resident Evil if my typical shop over here was open right yeah. but I, and there's something to say too that like playstation makes more money off of it if you buy the game digitally yes so like if they're actually they prefer the game to not come out physically right i mean they would but if they're worried that people won't do that yeah i don't know it's it's tough i mean i i, I think uh it's definitely a combination of things it's not like oh they did this because this one lead artist got sick or whatever like you know what i mean it's it's a combination yeah, of a bunch yeah. of stuff for sure yeah, because um, with, with the digital versus brick and mortar, you also got to imagine that there's a lot of people just not buying video games right now because they're out of work. Yeah. Well, it, now's a great time to go through that backlog. Right. Know? That's what I'm doing. Yeah. 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 So it's it's definitely weird. We got. I mean, there's been a lot of announced like delays and different stuff like that. That's it's not super surprising that a larger company, um, like how would EA do this? You know what I mean? With like, or like Ubisoft that has like 300, 400 people on a project. They would. Like, it's just not doable. Like, yeah. you can't they would have. just release what they have. Right. <laughs> They're like, you guys can play this. If it, if it doesn't work, let me know and we'll get some modders to fix it for free what? or whatever. If it doesn't work. <laughs> There's no skin on any of the character models. So that's Why weird. are their eyes floating? Huh. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get our 900 employees on that any second now, I bet. I, I, I. God, I would Ubisoft, love to work for Ubisoft. I fucking would love to work for Ubisoft. They have the best, the like. It, if it works, it works. Oh, if it man. don't, we'll release it on the day, anyways. No, no. Cares. I mean, even when you're done, 
even when you're done, they, they don't do they really try not to do layoffs and stuff yeah, like they, they just move people on. onto weird projects they have a team in fucking Dusseldorf Germany that makes VR like escape rooms like what yeah. the fuck yep. this company's amazing like, I, I, my favorite thing is usually when you're done with the project you move on and yeah. for them they're like okay cool um uh, you know, I know you just wrapped up Assassin's Creed, blah, 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 but Far Cry is going to have a DLC that's coming up, so you're going to work on this, like, right. immediate team that you're going to work on Far Cry DLC. Are you cool with that? Yeah, they're, Until we like, find, And the quote is, I, I quote, the right fit for you. Right. That's really so, cool. Yeah, they work to see what team you would mesh yeah, best Ubisoft with and so what dope. game you're, you're good, you know, you would be good with making. That's right. so and they, fucking cool. Like, they're really big about retaining talent. Where, like, a lot of people are like, I want the absolute best talent for the absolute minimum price for the absolute minimum time. Right. Like, I want, so, for example, our, or, all you know, specifically. All those light switches can't be on at the same time, I hate to tell you. Right. So, it's like, I mean, that's doable. Like, you can get somebody who's really good at one particular thing, and they come in and they make their one art asset, and they make it at an absolute mind-bogglingly good level, and then they leave. And you never hear from them again because they had a fucking shit experience working for you. Yes. Right? So it's like, at Ubisoft, they don't necessarily, I mean, they want, you know, as good of an employee as they can get or whatever, but they want people that they can lock down for, like, 20 years. Yeah. You know? Like, they want you working on 30 projects. Look no further. So it's like, I mean, fucking give me a ringle dingle. You know? For real. I'll fucking move to Europe. I'll I mean, to- I, I don't know if I would want, <laughs> I don't know if I would want to go to, like, maybe the, like, Barcelona studio right now. It might be a little hairy, but... I mean, give me a call when the shit's over. Barcelona, I, I'm in. If he Bartho, know, Barcelona, they have a, they have really good skate spots there too. So I'm like, good luck with your lungs, bitch. I, I don't need them. All right, I'm gonna get gills anyway. <laughs> I was getting ready to buy gills anyway. Yeah, Futurama reference for all of you keeping score out there. Um, you see, the, the the problem is they keep the lungs. Yeah, they keep. Well, I hope you have a pool. <laughs> fucking fry. He's just like. Uh, well, if you're get- the guy's like, well, if you're getting uh, gills, you wouldn't need those lungs now, would you? He's like, I don't know why I would. <laughs> <laughs> Just you can take them. Um, so moving on, uh, Naughty Dog uh, talking about the Last of Us Two being delayed. Um, something that was announced. Uh, the guys over at uh, Easy Day Studio they created. Um, if you have an iPhone, you can play uh, Skater, which is basically tech decks on your phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Avril Lavigne was a co-producer on that. She was not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they decided that they wanted to make a full version of this uh, since EA has no interest in skate. Uh, let's make a big version of this with Skater XL. And not only are they getting some uh, cool stuff, they're getting like Brandon Westgate, um, Pro Skater, Evan Smith, who I've seen personally is a madman. Um, you know, out here uh, as playable skaters in. Uh, the release that is supposed to be this July for 1.0. Um, they're going to have uh, a, a downtown LA park. Um, and uh, they've announced, hey, we're doing this for PS4. Um, whereas Sessions, like, hey, we're doing this for Xbox. So this is incredibly weird um, that we're getting two different games mm-hmm. that are very similar. They, they control different, obviously, but they're very yeah. similar. Um, and they're kind of like taking sides on where they're going to make their game at. Yeah. Uh, you cannot make a wrong choice here, folks. Honestly. It's pretty dope. They're both really, really good. 
Um, and I, the thing that excites me, especially you know, looking at Skater XL, is like they, they got they locked down Evan, who was probably like, "Fuck yeah, I want to be in a video game." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like that, that's amazing. And this guy, like, seeing some of the things that they have him do in these little like promos, this is shit he does in real life at yeah. the skate park of Tampa. I watched this dude lose the contest <laughs> because. Legend. Because he wanted to um, jump out of a ramp and do, uh, like, basically, like, grab the middle of the board, like, fucking fly through the the air, and there was a small ledge sticking out of the wall. He wanted to tap his front truck on that and jump back in to the ramp because he's a madman. And it was probably a good, like, probably, like, four or six feet out of the top of the ramp. That was a good (laughs) four or six feet. Nice. Damn. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this one, obviously. Um, so I, I'll, we'll see what, uh, you know, what else comes of this, what other uh, cool announcements that they have leading up uh, to um, their July release this year. Nice. All right, now let's go back to more depressing news. Yeah, we like to break it up so that we don't get everybody to commit suicide at exactly the same time. Yeah. Uh, so, Wasteland yeah, flatten 3. Flatten the curve. Flatten, flatten the curve, baby. Flatten the curve. <laughs> I'll kill myself now. You wait a week, and then you do it, and the hospitals will be able to handle it, and the morgue, particularly. Yeah. They wouldn't have to bury us in a mass grave, please. I'm fine with mass grave. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> just for my haters out there. Uh, That's <laughs> Wasteland. Only That's only me. <laughs> <laughs> you and Grim. Um, so... Uh, yeah, Wasteland 3 is getting pushed to August 28th. <sighs> From what? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I But think they're like, yeah, the corona, you know, you know how it be. Yeah, I, I think this one was a May release as well. See, do, so do we do we anticipate this happening to more, more games that are in that mm, May window? Yes. I don't know what else they can push at this point. What else is in May? I don't think I there's think anything. Everybody's there. already pushed out of there. Ubisoft is like... See, we pushed this shit months ago, son. Yeah. They <laughs> could they could smell the rona on the wind. Um Yeah, there's like nothing in May anymore from yeah. what I can see. That's a massive game. This one was big not for everyone. This was a personal thing that I'm like this is going to be awesome for me. Um Yeah, I think everybody's just steering clear. Yeah. So mm. uh that yeah, I it's weird because I remember back in December people going like, oh, yeah, you know, that uh, April, May. Uh, I can't wait. That's going to be, like, the month of, you know, everything being pushed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that is extremely true. I didn't see it coming quite like that, though. Yeah. You know, I expected one or two of them to, you know, head out. I didn't ever expect Cyberpunk to be pushed out. That was yeah, one I, that I was like, they're going to be steady. But I thought Yeah, CD Projekt Red usually is steady. Yeah. Really but, in that shit. They're also the kind of company that's like, no, you know, we're, like the game's going to take as long as it takes. You're going to get the best version of this, no matter what. Mm. You're going to get the quality. But yeah, um, so uh, Wasteland 3 obviously being pushed to August, which is um, still yet earlier. It's still a weird time, like August 28th. Uh, mm. You know, I expected a September date. But. Yeah. Cool. Um, so the last bit is something I know completely nothing about, so I'm excited to learn. Yeah, so um, the 
first near, which is of course like the third game in a series, right? Because near the original oh, yeah. near was from an alternate ending of uh, fuck, what's the name of the game? I can't remember. Looking it up now. I did not do my research, folks. Near is not something that I uh, I ever played. Uh, I never like even the new one that I heard was super good. I think mm. I don't know. It came out, yeah, it came out like right around the same time. I don't want to say the same time, but like r- roughly around that same time as um, Persona Five. Yeah, and I was like, I like I know I didn't like Persona before. Never played Near, and there was a bunch of other stuff coming out. And I think Grim he picked up Near. Pasty was playing Persona. Yeah, I tried out um, Near Automata, and I wasn't super into it, but it did do some really cool stuff with narrative. I just didn't like the gameplay enough to stick around for it. Yeah, I remember him saying something about like yeah. a couple different endings here. Oh, yeah, there's a ton of endings. So, um, yeah, the original Near was released. So it's a spinoff of the Drakengard series. Really? Oh, wow. Okay. But in, in I think it's Drakengard 2... There's an alternate ending where they go to modern-day Tokyo or something, and that triggers the series of Nier. And it looks like a real shithole. <laughs> yeah. So, um, in Japan, the game was called Nier Gestalt, and then an alternate version called Nier Replicant was released in Japan with a younger main character. A high-definition called Near Replicant version 1.22474487139 dot 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 uh, okay. is going to be coming out for uh, PC, uh, Steam, PS4, and Xbox. Ooh, that no. rolls off the tongue, I can tell you that much. Right oh now. yeah, it's super easy to say. So, the game is a spinoff from the Drakengard series, the fifth ending of the first game, the events of which left planet Earth in a state of decay. Huh. Set over 1,000 years after this, the game puts the player in control of the titular protagonist, Nier, as he attempts to find a cure for an illness. Cool. All right, adding this to the list. Nier slash Drakengard. Drakengard is not a word I ever thought I'd hear again. Drakengard. Drakengard. Original Drakengard came out in 2003. So as I said, Japan hasn't made a good game in fucking 20 years. That's 2003. Eat my ass. Um, it was also in Japan known as Drag on Dragoon. Okay. Sure. All right. Everything that exists in Japan has an like Avengers Infinity War has a subtitle in Japan that's like Avengers Avenging the Avenged. Okay. It's always some yeah. dumb shit that they just like scramble thirty-seven words together because they think it sounds cool. It's like when you see like well, it works an American that has too. like a Japanese tattoo that they're like, it says love, but it actually says like eating. Yeah, it says eggs, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's the exact same thing happens in the reverse direction, which is yeah. just so strange. Yeah, like yeah. I know Japan is like really obsessed with like Germanic, like. They're, they're really interested, a lot of, like, anime and um, manga and shit like that has, like, references to, like, Catholicism, because they think Catholicism's cool, and, like, German words and shit. And it's, like, it's so weird, like, how different cultures get obsessed with other cultures. Yeah, and then we get right. obsessed with, like, Asian And then we get obsessed with them. Yeah. Yeah. 
good back and forth. But mm. all right, that does wrap up the show. Um, I don't want to say it was a slow, like, week. Two weeks. You know, two weeks. There was some was cool stuff that was happening. Um, yeah. but Some yeah, big I, bombs I, dropping, too. I mean, fucking uh, Persona alone is like 120 hours, right? Yeah, no, these are massive games. You will have no lack of things. Like, go play your fucking backlog, for one. Right. I want. Yeah, this is a perfect time right now. Perfect time. Yeah, uh, go play your backlog, learn something new, and wash your damn hands. Those are the things that you need to do. Wash like. your fucking hands. I got some sealed games here. I'm gonna be working on. Like yeah. Don't make cry. There's a there's there. a whole laundry list. Yeah. Nice. Exactly. Um, and I think I need to do that too. Um, but uh, while you guys are in quarantine and things like that, hang out with us. Uh, over, uh, of course, Facebook, facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Um, talk about everything that we're going to end up talking about next week over there. Um, our website, mammothgamesinc.com, you can see uh, tons of different reviews. Um, we need to get on top of more regular news articles, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, something maybe we need to uh, uh, yeah, do a bit more of as well. Uh, know when we go live and do stuff just like this over on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. Thank you guys for hanging out. Um, we will see you next week for Mammoth Games Inc. I'm Nice Warm. I'm Filter Cord. I'm Goody. Have a good one.